Welcome to Thursday afternoon here on Colombo and Katie on 101.994.1 News Talk STL. This is going to be a uh, show that is going to have things changing on the fly. So we will be keeping you up to speed as we go here. Uh, starting with, of course, the latest coming from the parade shooting in Kansas City. So... No one has been charged yet, and I'm and I even hesitate to say that because it's it's literally going to be happening. Something has to happen any minute here. I'm pulling up some stuff so I can keep a completely close eye on what's going on. So the the latest from Kansas City is this: there's no one been charged at this moment, uh, but after the latest update from the Kansas City Police Department. Uh, no charges have been filed regarding the parade shooting. The police chief, Stacy Graves, had a press conference earlier today to update everyone on the ongoing investigation, announcing the prosecutors were still working on bringing charges. Quote, we have not charged them yet. This is still under investigation. We do have 24 hours until we have to either file charges or release them. And the reason I say that that's going to change is because those that are, I mean, this literally broke out at like right this moment. Mm-hmm. It. As you go through the story here, it says gunshots rang out during the Chiefs victory parade at approximately 2 p.m. I mean, that's exactly 24 hours ago. Right. So it was only, I mean, they were arrested while we were on the air yesterday. We were reporting that the arrest had been made. So Mm -hmm. 24 hours is going to expire while we're on the air today. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to make a decision on what they're going to charge them with. If Well, if they're going to charge them. And then what they're going to charge them with and how many charges they're going to charge them with. So hopefully we'll be getting all of that information as we go through the afternoon today. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, the latest are 11 children. So it was um, one one woman was killed, mm-hmm. 22 injured. 11 children were wounded during the shooting, but are expected to recover. Nine of those 11 Injured children were shot Mm. while two sustained other injuries. Police are currently holding an unknown number of suspects in custody, at least two of whom are juveniles. Authorities said, quote, the relationship between subjects involved is still under investigation, but there is no evidence of links to terrorism. Quote, first and foremost, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism said the police chief. She went on to say, quote, this appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. Authorities also noted that despite initial reports speculating that gunfire was erupting in multiple locations, this was no longer the belief of investigators and that the violence was, quote, mostly on the west side of Union Station. Mm -hmm. And again, police report a total of 23 known victims in the shooting with one fatal, Elizabeth Gavin, who's 43 years old, it was also a local radio DJ. Yeah. So, horrible. yeah, horrible. But this is, uh, they're running out of time to, and I'm sure they've made up their mind. I'm sure they're, they're putting the final touches on whatever announcement or charges are official, but it will happen. We will get 
We will get more information while we're on the air this afternoon. It's such an interesting thing to yesterday there. You know, you and I were kind of dancing with this story because everything was happening in real time for us. Mm-hmm. And it's such an interesting thing to learn that this wasn't a terrorist operation. This wasn't a mass shooting, if you will, that was orchestrated to cause that kind of chaos. It was a, a dispute, a personal dispute between people. And on Twitter today, people like Jack Posobiec and others are showing a map of how many gangs are in the in the area of Kansas City mm-hmm. and how many gangs, you know, which which crew runs which area, the fighting, how much actual outbreak happens within that city. Now, I don't think it's anything close to what happens with St. Louis. But it is an, it's interesting and upsetting and sad to think that this dispute was personal and children were involved. And although they're all going to recover physically, mentally, what happens when a nine year old gets shot? You know, what happens when a 10 or 11 year old gets shot? You know, the, the, the city just shakes and you wonder how do we get, I mean, how do we get more police out there? There was a ton, there was a, a many, many officers, uh, I think the mayor the Kansas City mayor came out and said, we had this locked and loaded from every angle because we knew that there was going to be so many people here today. Yeah. It's just it's just a terrible tragedy. And by all accounts, the police did a good job. They did a once really good it was, job. Once it had broken out. I mean, the video, there's videos of the of the aftermath of people, of the of the citizens that came to, that were tackling these people, that were oh, putting a stop heroes. to heroes there was there my was goodness that gentleman that tackled him i think he's spoken now he has spoken been, out him now. And his wife has been interviewed in a couple of different places and and they're not the only ones apparently somebody who helped them just uh just bounced after like apparently that that, that guy that's getting that's being interviewed with his wife that you that has been there's clips all over the place of of this guy being filmed immediately afterwards like telling cops like it was this guy we tackled him the gun came out and then he's done some interviews since, but if you in that that those initial videos, he's even asking like, "Where's the guy that was helping me? Where'd yeah, like, he go?" And there people are like, "Oh, he lives. He just left." Like these guys just did. They just like put a stop to it and then went on the way. Got themselves to safety. It's it, but it is terrifying even watching the videos because I had a hard time until obviously one of the networks pointed out who was running and who was the culprit. And you watch something like that. It's absolute mayhem for two people to spot this person out of the sea of people that are all running in the same direction, all panicked and to tackle the and then to want to go towards it instead of away from it. Take the gun, tackle the person, wait for authorities. I mean, it's just unreal to think about the citizens that have done that. It's also funny to me. I mean, looking back, I was. I mean, I was serious, but I was also being kind of funny with it before all this happened yesterday when I was complaining about why I don't go to, why I don't like big crowds. And we were talking about Mardi Gras the last week and we're talking about this. And I was like, how that is, it's just not, I just don't want anything to do with that mass of humanity because of all the things that can happen. And then right after we're talking about that, this happens. Something like this happens, which is not, it, which isn't even what I was talking about. You know, I was talking about just, just the 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 lines and the crowd and the drunkenness and the mm-hmm. no bathrooms, and not talking about people getting shot. But now that's part of this culture. Every time, every time there's a mm-hmm. mass gathering like this, there's bound to be bad actors. 
And again, it's I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we had so many reports yesterday. Where initial reports were that it was just celebratory gunfire that it created escalated. a that created a yeah. But so you know, just like every story, you know, the initial reports are so often inaccurate. So you know, I don't want to get ahead of the game again here today. But according to the police department, these as I as I read a moment ago. There was a relationship. Authorities said the relationship between the subjects involved is still under investigation, but there no evidence of terrorism. Um, this appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. So whether it be, as you mentioned, there's been reports of gang activity or a possible um, gang confrontation, or if it was just people that just got into a fight. Totally drunken fight, whatever the case may be. But it sounds like the... According to police, their words, quote, this appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire, unquote, seems to be something that just broke out, whether it was planned or unplanned. We don't know yet, but a fight between people that broke out and escalated to gunfire. It's terrible. This is what it seems to what it seems to be. Mm -hmm. Um Nobody uh, taking any time to uh, jump on their political narratives, of course. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have both come out and called for gun control in separate comments Mm -hmm. after the shooting yesterday. President Biden and Vice President Harris called on Congress to pass stronger gun control measures in separate comments last night, hours after the deadly shooting following the Super Bowl victory parade. Biden issued a statement specifically recommending that lawmakers ban assault weapons, among other gun control laws, and asked that Americans across the country join him in his stance. Quote, it's time to act. That's where I stand with an act, Joe. That's not part of the quote. Back to the quote. And I ask the country to stand with me to make your voice heard in Congress so we have so we finally act to ban assault weapons. To limit high-capacity magazines, strengthen background checks, keep guns out of the hands of those who have no business owning them or handling them. The president said the shooting of the Chiefs' victory celebration, quote, cuts deep in the American soul and claimed that we know what we have to do. We just need the courage to mm. do it. Mm. I'm going to read them both before we get into this. Kamala Harris, before departing from Munich, Germany, I'm sure she's doing great work over there, told reporters on the tarmac, that Wednesday was supposed to be a celebratory day in Kansas City, but it became, quote, another day where American has where where American has experienced. Let's go with America. Another day where America has experienced senseless gun violence. The reality of it is that a lot of this can be prevented if members of legislatures, including the United States Congress, just had the courage to act on reasonable gun safety laws. And I think it's incredibly important for everyone to understand that it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way, unquote. Um, so, <clears throat> no surprise there. No. No surprise there. Interesting Interesting to, to note that they are, I mean, obviously somebody got them on the same page before these quotes were made because sure. this, this um, uh, common theme of courage, we need the courage to do something is uh, it's interesting that they both use that terminology again as we've said many times you know this 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 call to act when is somebody going to do something well that something doesn't 
the, the only thing they're talking about when they say, what's it going to take? When is somebody going to do something? When is somebody, when is something going to be done about this? The only thing they're talking about is taking away your Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about anything else. And there's so many other things. How about you just mentioned all the gang, the gang stats in Kansas City? We know all the gang stats here in St. Louis and we know the crime numbers across the country. How about we, how about we do something about that? How we do, how about we do something to crack down on gang violence, on the rampant crime that's out of control? How about the rampant crime that's pouring across the southern border? How about the education problems? How about things like bail reform and sanctuary cities that make it okay and make and have uh, no repercussions for breaking the law in this country anymore? How about we take how about we act in some of those areas when 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 these Politicians, especially like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, say, when is somebody going to do something? When is enough enough? When is the courage going to be? When are you going to have the courage to say, you know what? Crime's out of control. Mm -hmm. You know what? The border's out of control. They don't have the courage to do that. They defend these. They defend immigrants, illegal immigrants who attack police officers in New York. They don't do anything about it. What's what's interesting and again, We'll find out what was the cause of all this, I'm sure, today, soon. But if this is gang-related, if this is turf war, personal, whatever the case may be, if these are criminals doing criminal things, you think they got that gun legally? Exactly. You think they did? They went through all the procedures and nice and tight and wrapped it up with a bow to get that gun to shoot it? No, they're criminals. If this was, you're so exactly right. If this was, if this was gang related, which it very well could have been, or if it was even, if it was even just a personal dispute between people who ran into each other or intentionally showed up there together because they don't like each other and they went there with the intention of hurting each other, you think any gun laws that you pass are going to keep that are going to stop those people from doing what they came to do, gang members from doing what they came to do? No, because they're criminals. They don't follow the law anyway, so they don't care about your law. I have to ask maybe... Because they're criminals. A question that's already been out, and I'm sorry if I missed it, everybody, but have they even said what kind of gun they use? No, no. So I have not seen any official reports about... In fact, I highly, highly doubt... Just me personally, highly doubt that we were talking about a bunch of AR-15s being used. That's what, because you can't walk through a million people at a parade with, with your AR-15. with your AR-15 slung over your shoulder without somebody saying, "Hey, let's keep an eye on this guy." So even that, which again, we know that the vast majority, the vast majority of gun crimes are not committed with assault rifles, quote unquote assault rifles, but. It's their boogeyman, again, which is just to the point that what they're calling for does not keep people safe. It does not stop crimes. It does not do anything. It just gives them a political win. They're not trying to keep people safe. If they were trying to keep people safe, they would be addressing all of these other things that we've just brought up instead of just saying we got to ban AR-15s and ten, and, and uh, high-capacity magazines. Which is crazy because... Not only did they 
jump to conclusions with just saying ban something. Yeah. But we haven't even, the type of weapon has not even been released yet. No. So now we're just commenting on things instead of letting, instead of letting this story unfold so we can see the charges, see the criminals, see what happened. We have the president of the United States and the vice president just reacting on a story that hasn't even been told yet. I just, I find that so um, dangerous. I find that so dangerous. I agree. Uh, It's not just calls from the president, and it's not just calls from folks across the country on D.C. lawmakers in the United States House and Senate. There is also calls, of course, coming from the left within the state of Missouri. Calls coming in to the Mo legislative session that is, of course, in session right now to pass gun laws after the parade shooting. So what a perfect day to talk to Representative Justin Sparks who, of course, is not only a Missouri State representative, but also somebody who had a long career in law enforcement. So a perfect person to discuss this with. And we are going to talk to the representative next, right here on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Continuing to keep an eye on what is happening in Kansas City. The 24-hour limit on arresting the suspects in the parade shooting yesterday and either releasing them or charging them is going to expire um, sometime in the next 60 minutes, if I have my timeline right. They were arrested yesterday while we were on the air. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll continue to monitor this. And if there's any more breaking news from Kansas City, we'll let you know when that happens. Right now, joining us on the line to dig into this a little bit deeper is Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks. And uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, Justin, I really appreciate your time on a Thursday afternoon, as always, and especially today, not only with you. Um, you know, this is going to be something that you are are discussing and working with in the legislative session, but your long career in law enforcement, I think, makes you the perfect person to talk to today. So really uh, appreciate your time as always. How are you? I'm doing great. I, you know, I'm just, I'm sad because yet another senseless uh, act of violence by a garbage person, just a filth garbage human being, a serious, all three of them, as far as I'm concerned. And I know that, you know, the investigation is still ongoing. We don't know everything yet, but um, definitely looking at the reports of, of the name of one of them and, and the fact that he certainly he certainly appears to be foreign and we don't know what or how he got here or why they're doing what they're doing. Um, honestly, we just don't know yet. But I will tell you this. To all, everyone that wants to uh, right now uh, use this for political gain, you know, because we've already seen this. We've already seen people coming out of the woodwork. It's, it's predictable mm-hmm. to talk about gun control, right? Because if some stupid inanimate object is the reason why this happened and say nothing to say nothing of the criminals that did this is reprehensible. I'm sick of it, man. I'm, I'm absolutely sick of that narrative. I'm sick of the narrative of trying to say, well, these, these criminals, they're just, they're just mentally ill. They have something going wrong. It's, and they just, you know, it's the guns we have to target. It's, 
it's stupid it's misdirected it's wrong and frankly guys you already know what i'm going to say but there were already laws yes when this happened there were already laws that were broken laws don't stop criminals good people with firearms do yeah you see what i'm saying yeah like they broke all the laws you're not allowed to carry a shooting people okay that's illegal mm-hmm. and yet that law didn't stop those guys from doing that did it no, no it did not and and i so uh we just talked about this because we read exactly we read quotes from the president, from the vice president. I'm, I know you guys have heard, um, you know, various voices from the left, even in the here in the state of Missouri, calling on on uh, uh, you guys in in Jeff City to to pass these gun laws. And and I just I just mentioned, and we've talked about this so many times when when people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all of these anti gun people say. When are when is somebody going to do something? They they both the president and the vice president today used the word courage. I thought I, I thought it was interesting the similarity of their two statements because they said, you know, we all know what to do. We just need to have the courage to do it. They're only talking about taking away Second Amendment rights when they say when is somebody going to step up and do something. Well, there is there's a lot of things that can be done. We can stop coddling crime in this country. We can we yeah. can stop coddling immigrants in this country that are breaking the law they're not talking about they don't they act like they're asking this big question of like there's so many things that we can do why don't we do something but they're not talking about so many things they're talking about taking away your guns and that's it and they're and they're also targeting ar-15s the president said this is a this is another reason why we need to literally use this as an attack on assault rifles Justin, do we even know that? Because I, I I find it hard to believe that there were people walking around with assault rifles strapped over their shoulders. I highly doubt these crimes were committed by assault rifles. But again, it's just he's just got to make it fit the narrative. It has nothing to do okay. with keeping people safe. It doesn't. And this is why um, this complete breakdown in trust. There's no having uh, a, a, a calm coherent conversation with these people um on the left because ultimately they're they are not being honest with you they're not being intellectually honest with you uh the real goal is to target the second amendment and take guns away from people okay bar none full stop that's what it is take guns away from the american citizens ask australia how that works how does that work out in new zealand Right? How did, hey, why don't you go ask the Israelis how they felt that day when they had terrorists running through their neighborhoods and they don't have the guns? They're, they're calling desperately for the military for hours. And, and uh, it was only by the grace of God that their local law enforcement took a stand and saved that country. Honestly, that's, that's really that's what we now know. So if you're sitting there in a crowd and somebody starts shooting everybody and your best hope is to wait for law enforcement to get there i'm telling you as law enforcement it's not going to work and in, unless you hit the one jackpot the one in a million jackpot that the policeman happened to be standing right there this is just policeman do you know how many policemen were reportedly down there mm-hmm. oh, over six hundred yeah mm-hmm. oh, nearly okay. a thousand yeah a, yeah nearly a thousand police officers and they can't prevent this from happening it still occurred people still died people stopped by regular everyday american heroes 
stepping up to do the right thing. Justin, when we look at this situation, and I find it funny that you mentioned Australia with the, taking away the guns. Remember in COVID, whenever we saw all those videos of people not being able to leave their front porch and and the yep. and the police officers and everything. You in need Australia. your guns in Australia yeah. just to go in your backyard. Yeah, you for literally God's couldn't sake. leave your front porch. I remember that <laughs> because very of the outback, not <laughs> because of the animals. That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I but Justin. Whether whatever happens next with this these charges, this case, this mentality, I think something that's a really hard question to answer right now is how do we make people feel safe? I know that there's a lot of discussion around, you know, these comments that the president and vice president have said. But in your years of expertise of law enforcement and all of your time serving, what what is something that you can tell the people to make them feel safe because right now these things keep happening and everybody is looking at each other saying, I'm not going to go to another parade. I'm not going to go to the movie theater anymore. Right. right. And ultimately that's, that, that's what, that's that spirit of fear. And I, I yes. try to push back on that and tell people, listen, the blood that runs through your veins and it's in your DNA is American blood. And we don't, we don't get afraid. We get serious and we, we put our, our, uh, our arms and our shoulders to the grindstone and we're going to work hard and come up with a solution for this. But here's the key, guys. The key is to throw political correctness and wokeism out of our culture and to do it with uh, determination and, uh, and an unrelenting will of the American people. This is already starting to happen in certain parts of our country. It needs to spread everywhere. This is actually starting to happen, um, for example, in Great Britain. Uh, if you've listened to D- Douglas Murray talk about this, he's become a p- unapologetic about uh, telling anti-Semites to leave his country. These people that have, have for so long immigrated to Great Britain and Great Britain has opened up her arms and provided all, all of the resources for mass migration, right? And now what does he say? I don't want them here anymore. He's unapologetic about it and I agree with him. Here's why. Not legal immigration, not people that want to come to the wonderful opportunities of our country and assimilate into our culture, but we're talking about people that come here, enjoy these amazing blessings of liberty, and then flip us off with their middle fingers like they did in New York, yeah. okay? That's unacceptable. I want that guy gone. I, if, you're not a, if you're not a freedom-loving patriot who loves this country and wants to become part of the American dream, I want you gone. And everybody in that crowd needs to understand something. Either get on board with loving our country and becoming part of the political discourse about the country that we want to be, and leave to our children and raise our children in, or you can leave. For example, Ilan Omar, who says Somalia first, go back to Somalia. See, that's a very like, oh, don't say that. Why not? If you're going to talk about another country being first as a priority to you, go back to that country. There's a reason she can't. There's a reason she won't. Because obviously she won't have the position of power, authority, and wealth that she has here, right? This is all common sense, and we need to start speaking the truth. We need to start speaking it loud. Do we? Are you still there, Justin? You kind of cut out there at the, oh, yeah. at the last moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, very no, good. You let you let right at the loud. I'm sure there was an and clear right after the the, the yeah, loud. There. Loud and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> loud and proud. But yeah. Can you tell? Yes, I'm, I'm not. I'm not holding anything back when it comes to our country anymore. No, I'm not holding back when it comes to the safety of our community. This is now life and death stuff, guys. 
This is real. It is real. And you you know, you pointed out something really important there, and we even touched on this last week. There was a story. I mean, the Democrats, the left, they're not even hiding this anymore. United States Senator Chris Murphy, we reported this story last week. He was talking about the 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 controversy surrounding immigrants in the New York situation. He put out a statement that ended with him saying, Well, and what we need to do is focus on the people who we care about the most. The immigrants that are coming to this country. I mean, he yep. just said the quiet part out loud on television. Like, we care about all of these other things, all of these other political narratives, more than we do about keeping regular American law-abiding citizens safe. And I think it's so obvious when you have the president and the vice president today saying, here's a perfect, here's another reason why we need to ban AR-15s because of this, of this, parade shooting in Kansas City when did it even involve AR15s and yeah. where did the and where did they where did these people come from was this gang crime was this i mean there's so many other questions that have to be answered but they're not interested in answering those questions they're just interested in pushing no. their political narrative no and and I, here's what i try to tell people um don't be alarmed be armed with the truth yeah. and and hopefully with a legal firearm that you're well-trained with. I'm dead serious, yeah. and here's why. This is only going to increase. This is only going to get worse. You're going to see this, whether it's active shooter incidents or bad guys shooting at other bad guys. Okay, the violence is no longer contained to these urban cores that we've been fighting these ongoing raging battles for the majority of my career. And for the, for the longest time, police tried to keep everybody in this, this safe bubble of denial. And we, we knew it. Police knew it. We, we often would not, in press conferences, give all the details because we didn't want the public to be alarmed. We didn't want the public to, be, to go at home and be disturbed. We wanted to say it's okay because we're here and we're going to fight these battles for you. But now when you have police in the city of St. Louis down to 800 and something, lowest number they've ever had, okay, unacceptable. And when you have police everywhere being demonized and defunded, well, guess what? The battle has now spilled into suburbia. The battle has now spilled, and it will continue to spill, and innocent people will get hurt and killed until we, the people, stand up and say no more. And it's always the key. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. With the people, you have everything. Without the people, you have nothing. It's the truth. The people have to decide We've had enough. We're talking to Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks. Justin, I don't mean to put you on the hot seat here, but I did have a couple more questions for you. Specifically, I wanted to get uh, 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 go back to your law enforcement experience and talk to you about this charge window and when we can expect charges and things like that. Can you hold over for just a moment and uh, we can sure. wrap up the conversation after a, a quick break? Is that all right? Of course. Excellent. All right. Well, we will continue then with Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks next on Colombo and Katie. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Continuing our conversation with Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks. 
Somebody who served in law enforcement for a long time before joining uh, the Missouri legislative session. I don't know which you've seen more crazy things in, Justin, but uh, <laughs> you have certainly served in two very interesting <laughs> career paths. Um, I did want to ask you about this timeline because um, you were waiting for charges to be filed. The last update from the Kansas City police chief was that the investigation was continuing. They had multiple suspects in custody and they were reviewing on, you know, what, well, if to charge them, I guess, uh, and then what to charge them with. And they said, you know, we have 24 hours to do that before we have to release them. Uh, we were on the air yesterday when the first reports of, of, people being arrested happened. Yep. So I know that that 24-hour period has to be expiring any moment. Do you, as far as you would know, and I know you didn't work in the Kansas City Police Department, so I know things may not be an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but does that 24-hour window start the second that the cuffs are slapped on somebody? Is it after being processed? Like, when do you expect to, to see... A decision made on these charges, or the or the timeline expired that they would need that they would have to release these suspects, and then just also, what do you expect to happen with those charges? What what is your what is your law enforcement instincts tell you? And I and I with the of course caveat that we're not making any you know right. official predictions here. I'm just I just want to lean on your experience and get your opinion on this. Yeah, from from what typically happens is that time would start when they actually get booked. So while the investigation is ongoing, um, they're, they're essentially legally detained, um, pursuant to an investigation because there's reasonable suspicion that they're involved in some way. And that reasonable suspicion would be like they're running or shooting at people. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that the, the actual timeline starts, when they're actually booked on the charges, they've been charged. The booking, tar- the the detention time actually starts, and there's an actual time when they get booked in that it, that the 24-hour window starts. Um, what I'm concerned with is what I've been seeing is, um, and this is just a valid concern. I'm not saying this is happening, but it mm-hmm. is a valid concern. Yeah. Is that politics keeps inserting itself consistently in these investigations. So here's what I'm going to say by that. Like when you had the trans shooter in Nashville and now we're going to, re- we're not going to release the manifesto. We are releasing the manifesto. It, it, it seems. And in fact, I think it's confirmed in some cases, maybe not this one, that politics gets in the way of just the police doing their job. Meaning if these suspects or their motivations uh, don't necessarily fit a narrative all of the sudden we're going to slow walk something all of the sudden it's going to affect our decision making it should never be that way it should simply be the facts straight up justice is blind charge the person with the crime that you have the evidence pointing to that's it but unfortunately it doesn't happen that way i'll point you again to a recent uh incident joel osteen's church mm-hmm. person comes in uh, right person comes in with a long history of being an absolute menace to the neighborhood. If you read this story, this person uh, saw, I saw a picture online purporting to be a booking sheet, calling this person a white female. Instead, this person's a biological male of a, a, apparently an El Salvadoran immigrant guys. That's not a white female, right? But that's what the booking sheet says. This is agonizing over pronouns. This is insane. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? When yes. I'm yes. Yes. This is insane. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. What does your DNA say? I can't believe I have to do this, but what <laughs> is your DNA? What is your, what is your chromosome say? Okay. That's what's going on the booking sheet. Where are you from? Great. Your Latino def- descent. Who cares what color you are? White, black, or anything in between. It is what it is. Get rid of the political narratives. Get rid of the political posturing for political points and political agendas. This is garbage. We have to root this out of our society. And if we don't, it will only continue to get worse. So what I'm hoping is that this isn't taking place in Kansas City. Yeah, I hope. I'm hoping that what they're doing, you know, doing their due diligence and they're going to charge criminals according to the evidence and the evidence alone. Yeah, I hope I, I'm hoping for the same thing, and I'm and I'm worried because we have seen this before. We have seen a, even locally, you know, a, a a a story that has hit the news. There was one in Florissant a couple years ago where there was a shooting at a bar, and the police had to release the suspect mm-hmm. that they know committed the they know committed the act, but there just wasn't all you know the investigation was still ongoing and they couldn't detain them for more than twenty four hours and then the, the it did get you know obviously wrapped up eventually. But I Justin, I can't imagine that that it would get so political in Kansas City right now that this twenty four hour window would expire and these people would be released. And I mean that that. That is that's terrifying to me. Do you do you see that as even being a possibility? It is possible. Ugh. Sadly, it is possible. Yes. And uh, again, I hope that that doesn't take case. I hope the investigation leads to where it needs to lead, wherever the evidence points. Do your job. But unfortunately, uh, we have seen this, guys, now over and over, and a manipulation and abuse of our justice system, an abuse of the process, and. And we have seen this. That's my concern is that we have been releasing people back out on the street. Um, we've, we saw this with prosecutors, uh, with a former prosecutor in St. Louis, um, just a complete, not only, not only political ideologies getting in the way, but just gross incompetence, right? That we're talking about, we're, we're talking about the wrong person being at the helm of the job, doing a terrible job and, murderers now i'm talking homicide suspects being released and not prosecuted because of just gross incompetence negligence just sucking at your job Mm. and that's the conversation that we need to have in this country because frankly this is when it's most important let me tell you something with the family of that lady that beautiful lady with a beautiful family that is now gone She's murdered, and I obviously you guys know I've gone through this process. It's a horrific, terrible process. The the adjudication and prosecution of a suspect, the trial drawn out over sometimes years, reliving this horror that this family is now faced to deal with, that being a victim of violence, they don't care about any of this. They don't care about the race or about the political or anything else. Do you know what they want? They want justice for their loved one, and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Um, only got a couple minutes left here with Justin Sparks, Missouri State Representative, of course, uh, uh, former member of law enforcement. Um, also, uh, so I wanted to. So that's an it, it's a that's an important piece of information to know that the arrest that the window doesn't start until uh, they were booked through, and that could have been. I mean, right? That could have been a couple hours after they were yeah. actually arrested. So the right. there could That's be right. there there could be some more time this afternoon um, than we originally thought. You know, when this when this would be expiring, it's still it's still going to happen this afternoon 
or early evening. So obviously something that we need to keep a close eye on. And uh, I have also seen like the most recent reports. You mentioned that you had read some you had read some things. I don't know what you're what you can and can't share publicly, but more reports are. And the most recent story I see is coming from an uh, ABC affiliate in Philadelphia that are uh, seem to be gaining um, uh, more credibility to the idea that this was a personal dispute that was what uh, set these the this this these crimes off yesterday in yeah. Kansas City. So before we let you go, just any other thoughts or any other uh, information that you can share with us about uh, what happened and and what yep. to expect next. Sure. That was my initial response to. That was my assumption as soon as I as soon as I heard about the shooting, particularly because one one person losing their life and that's one person too many by the way, with uh, a bunch of residual people being injured. Um if this was a terrorist attack or if this was a, a dedicated active shooter, um Typically, if it was three suspects, that would have been a terrorist attack. And if it was one suspect, it would typically be an active shooter. This seemed like a dispute, maybe gang-related, maybe whatever. Um, but that's what it sounded like because – and this – Tony, I'm just telling you, the conversations I was having with my old SWAT, my SWAT unit guys was uh, if this was anything else, the numbers would have been astronomically higher. Mm. So thank God – even though a beautiful person lost their life, thank God it wasn't that alternative. But that is something that policemen think about because it's worst case scenario. And uh, with our southern border being open and the nation of Iran dedicated to harming and killing as many Americans as possible, that's a real possibility. Mm-hmm. Justin Sparks, really appreciate your time as always and uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. And hopefully at some point we can actually talk about the business of Missouri and all of these other horrible distractions and tragedies and everything else that we've had to deal with this year um you know uh is something that we don't have to talk about for once but uh as always really appreciate your your insight and your information this afternoon my friend we'll talk to you soon anytime guys pray for those families yeah god bless amen thank you Thanks for your time. That is Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks. We're going to talk to Dr. Randy Tobler here in just a few minutes. He's going to join us just after 3 o'clock. We'll get his thoughts on this story and more. I did want to give you an update here. Um, About 24 hours from now, as we do every Friday afternoon, we're going to talk to Steve Templeton, Chief Meteorologist over at Channel 4, to get the weekend forecast. I talked to Steve just before the show today and just wanted to pass on some of the uh, information that I have from him about uh, what to expect tonight and tomorrow because today i mean it was still it was still like 50 degrees i think it still is hanging around 50 degrees out there uh when i was out earlier this morning but uh we're coming uh, up on a big change in that uh steve templeton's forecast uh accumulating snow is likely for the st louis metropolitan area uh he says we're focused on 8 a.m to 3 p.m tomorrow with the most intense snow falling between 10 a.m and 1 p.m wow Near to slightly above freezing temperatures should help keep snow from sticking initially, but accumulation will eventually occur across much of the area. The snowfall forecast has increased a bit from the immediate St. Louis area up to the north, where anywhere from a dusting to as much as three inches is possible. So anything from the city up north could get 
zero to three inches. Accumulation will first occur on grassy and elevated surfaces, but some snow-covered roads are certainly possible, especially north of St. Louis, where they'll be likely uh, be a narrow band of heavier snow, two to three inches. South of the St. Louis metropolitan area, expecting zero to one inch of snow. This area could see some rain or sleet mix in as, precipita- uh, as precipitation begins to fall. And then tomorrow evening will be dry, but temperatures will fall into the 20s. So anything that is wet or slushy could turn into a slick spot. I'm sorry. I was just saying goodness. Like, yeah. that's, that's crazy. Yeah. that's. Yeah. I mean, like, that's nuts to think about that we're in 55 degrees right now and tomorrow it's I going know. to snow. So we will get, we will have Steve on with us tomorrow afternoon, about 2.45, as we do every Friday to get the weekend forecast. But I wanted to get out, that out there. I may go over this again one more time before the show is over today just to uh, get this information out there. Tomorrow between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. is going to be the window for the most of the snow. St. Louis north could see as much as three inches south probably more like an inch of snow and we will of course keep you up to date on that development as well all right we are going to be joined by dr randy tobler next on colombo and katie